podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Happy hump day and I hope it's filled with lots of sunshine, warmth, love, and passion. Speaking of passion, today's episode is about just that, how we should always choose passion over money because following your heart brings you fulfillment, and fulfillment is priceless. Actually, I should have said choosing passion over all else. And I hope you guys enjoyed Phil Costa's episode last week, the interview with Phil Costa. He's a wonderful guy, and what he was saying was so important, you know, about how passion is what got him to the NFL. Because the truth is, no successful person no truly successful person, especially of celebrity status, ever gets there if not for passion. Because you're going to hear a lot of no's. You're going to be criticized a lot. You're going to develop thick skin. But if it's your passion, that's something you can't live without. And this applies to many different areas of our lives. Of our lives, I should say. Marrying for love, not money. Choosing a career that we enjoy, irrespective of how much we are paid. Every time I think of that, for whatever reason, I think of cops and and teachers. I guess it's because they're not paid enough. They have to have a lot of passion to go pursue pursue those careers. Because, gosh, but um, yeah, or choosing to take care of the home or the kids instead of being an outside worker. Or choosing a smaller practice within a field instead of working for a big company or completely changing careers, or choosing to leave a relationship if you have grown apart, or choosing to retire early to see the world, knowing that you will likely need to work until your late years to make up for that, or even not working until you have traveled, or finding odd jobs to support your habit of seeing the world. I actually knew someone in college whose parents were self-proclaimed nomads, and they they had been scientists, and uh, they were burnt out, of their careers and they both decided to leave their jobs and travel the world together working odd jobs and using their savings to support a backpacking lifestyle and they ended up having two kids along the way uh, while they were country hopping and one would think that it's crazy not to provide a child with stability in a traditional home environment in order for that child to have structure and to thrive but The majority of people here in the United States are traditionalists and that doesn't always provide a person with structure and uh, and an ability to thrive. And the truth is like, why do people feel like they have to push their agenda and their ways onto others as though that's, you know, like they're afraid that someone will force them out of their comfort zone otherwise or something? Well, I personally never understand why people can't just live and let live. But that's another topic for another day. I'm digressing. The thing is, This lack of structure was actually the best part of those kids' lives. And it's funny because many countries allowed them to be enrolled in school while they were there. And depending on how long it took for the parents to see as much of the country as they wanted to see, the kids would be enrolled in school. But most of the time, they'd be homeschooled. And um, and they did 
have primarily that homeschooling education because the curriculum changes so vastly in each place. And there's no other way really to ensure the continuum of learning of each subject. But you know what? This girl from my school, she was very well versed in cultural diversity and educational problems and healthcare issues. She knew geography and geology, which, you know, if you don't know, that's the study of rocks. <laughs> it's really interesting how she knew all of that better than anyone I ever met. And she was able to speak numerous languages and get along with strangers from the first hello. And more importantly, she was ready to take on any job in any field because life had prepared her for it better than most classrooms could and she had seen and been to the places and the facts that she was learning in school it was really fascinating i have several close friends who walked away from near and from actual six-figure jobs in order to get their life back and some of you listening would probably call them crazy but in reality what good is money if you don't have time to enjoy the benefits that it brings to your life and you might think that you can commit to just working in your 20s and saving as much as possible to be able to retire in your 30s. But humans aren't always so linear and money is addicting. And to be able to cope with the grueling schedules, people do crazy things like develop addictions and drug habits and entertain themselves with expensive but unfulfilling activities. And you know what? If that's for you, great. Because like I said, if that's your passion, live your passion. Only you get to live your life. And this is the only life as far as I know that we're going to get to live. So live it up. But the truth is, many times we make decisions for the wrong reasons. And we many times choose a career or a partner or a home or friends or even a lifestyle based on status or what other people will think or how they will see us or what society or even our family or the close circle that we're in deems acceptable or desirable. I'm certainly not innocent of these mistakes. And one instance in particular that I carry with me today was the rushing and pledging of my sorority. I really didn't want to be in a sorority at all, but I was convinced to join uh, sororities by other sorority girls who really wanted me in their sorority and by my boyfriend, who actually is my husband today, who felt that I would make friends. And since he was graduating before me, because he's two years older, so he was two years ahead and he was moving back home to New York, that would be a good way for me to be busy and not to miss him as much. Not to mention... It's this ultra sexy status bumping butt logo shorts that I would be wearing that would make me <laughs> even more appealing to him and everyone else. Um, so, you know, um, yeah, like those Greek letters on your butt. That's what made it all worthwhile. Um, <laughs> and during the process, I actually did like one sorority very, very much. It's uh, Alpha Phi, actually. And it was a popular one, but certainly not as popular as the highly ranked in status ones like Kappa Delta and Tri Delta and Theta. And of course, me being a teenager and not exactly understanding um, that what matters most is what makes me happy and not what other people think, I chose to go with Kappa Delta because those are the girls you marry, quote unquote. At least that's what people would say. And their house looked like a castle, so I wanted to be a princess. And all the guys loved KD girls. And, you know, KD was the most selective of all the sororities. So getting in there simply meant that I had made it. <laughs> and I was that much more important and that much more desirable for it. Well, too bad for me. And as cool as KD butt logos looked on me, I simply did not like the people there or the activities or their whole outlook in life uh, and the rules and whatever else they had going on there all that much. Nothing against them. They were beautiful and smart and fun girls who were warm and welcoming to me. 
but I just don't do well with commitment. And they had all these little rules that made no sense to me. And, you know, all these activities that we must go to. And honestly, they just, they just weren't my tribe. And Alpha Phi, on the other hand, may have been my tribe. They actually, they were friends with a guy friend of mine from high school. And he used to stop by and raid their fridge at night, like at midnight. Um, so the pledge mom was telling me that. And I thought there was some, some sort of like home feel or like comfort in that they knew someone I knew or just like the people there. They were just so down to earth. And the pledge mom, she was like this girl that I could really see myself getting along with like she was awesome by the way this is a plasma mom from the spring class of 2003 if you're listening please reach out to me because i've been trying to find you uh but anyway she was fun down to earth funny pretty smart grounded just every good thing that you would want in a person so yeah to this day i'm still trying to figure out who she is because i actually unfortunately forgot her name and i know that she was really upset when i chose kd over alpha fee so i wanted to get back in touch with her and let her know that i really messed up um I know I'm probably boring you guys with this whole sorority subject. So in the grand scheme of things, I know that that's a small mess up. I mean, there are much worse things that we can do, like choosing a job that makes us sick or choosing a relationship that makes us miserable. You see, what we all need to understand is that most the most important relationship that we have in life is the one we have with ourselves because that is the one relationship that is guaranteed to be at least lifelong, if not forever long, depending on your spiritual belief. And you can't get away from yourself and how you feel determines your quality of life. And every day, and when you go to work, if every day that you go to work, you are miserable and you feel like no good news is that you receive is going to be enough because all you think about is how every day you have to go into work and how you hate doing that, then it doesn't matter how well compensated you are. You need to honor yourself. You need to honor what you would want out of your life. You need to figure out where your ideal life or situation would be and then take steps necessary for that life to happen. Because what good is your big mansion of your, or your expensive car or your designer clothes and shoes and bags or your private jet trips to exotic locations if you aren't exactly all that happy with the company? If you're not aroused by your partner or your partner is not aroused by you? If you daydream of someone else or being alone and free and being able to date around and that dream is actually better than your reality? status and fame and fortune those things are great but they are insufficient reason to make decisions following your heart your passion your nature is essential being fulfilled is priceless it does not matter what other people think of what fulfills you what matters is that you will be a better person if you are fulfilled personal fulfillment is achievement of life goals which are important to an individual in contrast to the goals of society or family or collective obligations. Personal fulfillment is an ongoing journey for us humans. We live in a world of commodities. Dominant cultural narratives send us messages that are not enough and that true happiness comes from external objects. The problem with this message is that no matter how much wealth we acquire, there's always something better. Even after you buy the new car or those new shoes or soon after your acquisition, the the objects lose their appeal. The truth is the happiness doesn't come from the exterior. 
There are different theories on what brings fulfillment. Um, the general consensus seems to be that fulfillment comes from witnessing your own growth and that when you're able to hit the pause button and reflect back on the substantial changes in your life, you feel a sense of meaning and purpose. And that practicing gratitude for these changes propels you with the motivation to continue striving for success and makes all of your sacrifices worthwhile. I, I believe in that. That's absolutely true. And those who do believe in that uh, also think that there are five ways to achieve fulfillment. You know, one being challenging yourself to grow because happiness is a byproduct of action. So you need to take steps towards fulfillment by engaging in the never-ending process of self-improvement. And you have to remain open to new thoughts and ideas and stay hungry for knowledge and practice what you preach and that you can become a better professional and a better person anytime you want. Another is contributing to others because authentic fulfillment comes from contributing to others. People enjoy engaging in charity work because it both, both helps others and it feels good. Uh, pro-social actions make us feel more connected. They increase our compassion for people's unique experiences. And facing the existential reality of our own, you know, limited aids, our own limitations, I should say, aids our ability to make meaningful connections to others, which opens our hearts and changes our perspective on life. Also living in the present moment, you know, letting go of the never-ending self-talk, take short breaks without, you know, scrolling through the endless entertainment of your iPhone, you know, just pause and be present in the moment, enjoy nature, enjoy the outside, enjoy your dogs or your children or your home or your glass of wine or whatever is right in front of you. When an old computer has too many programs running at the same time, it slows down, you know? And that's the same with you. The more that you can connect to the stillness of the here and now, the lower your anxiety and frustration and the greater your focus. And when you're immersed in the present moment, your productivity and happiness will skyrocket. You also should end your sense of entitlement because most of us feel that we should have certain things happen and we should have gotten, you know, this or that or that thing done within whatever, you know, deadline we set for for ourselves or someone set for us, Um, you know, or that we should have felt appreciated for our good deed or we should have had more time to meet that deadline. The truth is we construct the small room in, in which we are imprisoned. You know, we set the expectations for what should happen. We contribute to the feelings that cause us frustration and anxiety and depression. We need to shift our focus to what is and start being grateful for what, what we have instead of brooding over what we don't have. We also need to connect to something larger than ourselves because just giving helps us feel more empathetic with others and appreciative of what we have. And sometimes it's important to feel you know, how small our problems actually are. And I'm not saying that your problems are small. Every problem is a problem. And like I said before, you shouldn't have guilt over feeling your feelings. But sometimes it's good to put things in perspective, you know. And suffering is a part of the human condition. Life is not always going to be perfect. And that's okay. And we have to accept that, you know. And and that's, that's a big deal because sometimes, especially in a world of technology, we only see the highlight reel and we think, oh my God, that person's life is perfect. How come mine isn't? Trust me, their life is not perfect. No one's life is. But I go a step beyond that and I say that to feel fulfilled, one must be passionate for their life. And to do that, we must know and remember who we are and not be ashamed of who that person is. 
You gotta own it. It may seem difficult to imagine owning it without destroying what you have already built. Perhaps you're like me, a lawyer who loves practicing law but hates commitment and schedules and designed hours of designated hours of work and dressing up in a suit every day and commuting to an office to do work that you could do from home. So own it. Own that feeling. Don't abandon law. You can abandon the lifestyle and create your own world still practicing law. I did it. So I know it's possible. Is it a risk? Of course it is. Because what isn't? Living is a risk. And as I said in, in the prior podcast episode, it's a worthwhile one. Or maybe you are a spouse in a monogamous relationship, but you wish you had like a hall pass every once and again. Speak to your spouse candidly about that. I know that sounds really controversial, but the, the reality is in today's world, more and more people are realizing that Not everybody's monogamous and that that's okay. You might be surprised. Perhaps they feel the same way. Perhaps like, you know, you are part of this growing movement that, you know, you can explore and still be committed to each other for each their own. Or perhaps you grew up in a conservative family and you have been raised to think that heterosexuality is the only sexuality that you can have. Newsflash, that's not true. If you are sexually attracted to members of the same sex, that's okay. You were born this way. It's not wrong. Consensual relationships are never wrong. Will it be difficult to reveal that to your conservative family and friends? Yes, but not as difficult as living in a passionless, unfulfilled life and in hiding of who you truly are. Or maybe you are a doctor with a super stressed out job and all you want to do is open a bed and breakfast in a lake town somewhere remote. Do it! As far as we know, this is the only life we live, so we have to live it up. Don't get trapped living someone else's dream. Make your dream a reality. If you will be more comfortable keeping who you are to yourself, that's okay too. But remember that if you don't own it in some way, somehow, then your life will not have been lived to the fullest. So find a way to enjoy, you know, you. And to forgive yourself if who you are would upset other people because of standards that you did not create and expectations no one can truly meet happily. And that is all we have for today. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday. Vision.